Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter. I'm a business and life transformation coach dedicated to inspiring women and the men who support them to rise up in life, love, and leadership. I've got a question to start out today. Have you experienced external success in your life? In other words, if somebody looked at your life and they saw, wow, your job or your house or cars or maybe a boat, great family, I don't know, what, whatever they see on the outside, would they go, wow, they're, they're pretty successful. And yet, perhaps you're still feeling like your work or even your life is lacking some sort of meaning or purpose. Maybe you're hitting rock middle. Yeah, that's a new term for me as well. I'm super excited for you to to meet Sally Holder. She's the author of Hitting Rock Middle, The Roadmap from Empty Success to True Fulfillment. And for more than 10 years, she practiced labor and employment law, advising small companies as well as big ones like FedEx and Michelin. But something wasn't working for her internally. She felt empty and she wanted to do something different with her life. But the problem was she was already successful at what she was doing. You are absolutely going to love Sally. She is pouring out tons of wisdom and experience, and you might want to get a pen and paper in order to take some notes. I'll tell you that. Now, before we jump into the conversation, I want to remind you of two things around here at Inspiration Rising. The first is I want to ask you to share the show If you're a listener on a regular basis, or maybe you just tuned in for this episode with Sally and you found it to be inspiring or helpful, would you be willing to share this show? That's hard to say, isn't it? Share the show with a friend or a colleague or a family member, somebody who would be interested in this particular episode or previous episodes that you have listened to. That would be super helpful because... We don't have a big ad budget to spread the word on the show. Most podcasts, that's how they, they get to, to be helping more and more people. It's just one person at a time telling another about how the show has impacted their life. One of the ways you can do it is by taking your phone, screenshotting uh, the podcast app. It shows the Inspiration Rising logo. And just text that image to a friend and say, hey, listen to this show. Find it on your favorite podcast app. They'll enjoy it. The second is I've started sending out daily inspirational text messages that I call inspo text. So sometime throughout the day, I'll just think of something that I want you to to know or something that I feel like would be helpful for you. And you can get these free of charge. Of course, you can unsubscribe at any time. All you have to do is text me 949-401-6090. Let me say that again. You can open up your phone right now. You just text me. You just say hi or what's up, Dave? And you'll get an automated text message back. You'll click on a link in order for me to be able to add you as a contact. Okay, it's 949-401-6090. And that number will be in the show notes as well. You can swipe up on your phone and find that. And I send out the fun, daily, inspirational text messages that I think you'll really enjoy. All right, let's jump into my conversation with Sally Holder. Sally, thanks so much for taking some time to hang with me today. I do appreciate it. I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me, David. Yeah. Tell me about the night that you hit rock middle. First of all, that term is new to me, rock middle, rather than rock bottom. So maybe you'll explain that as you describe that night as well. 
Absolutely. Um, I definitely feel like it is uh, something that means something a little different to everyone, right? We all have our own rock middle experience, but most of the time it is all about that feeling that you are stuck in a cage of your own making, right? That you are doing something that externally looks really successful, really great, But there is a disconnect between the external and the internal. Internally, you feel empty and probably frustrated. And maybe that there's an inclination that there is more fulfillment out there for you. But you're just not sure exactly how to achieve it. And you're pretty scared about creating any type of change from this place of success. So... I experienced that myself in my own life because I had created this fantastic external life. I was practicing law for the second largest labor and employment law firm in the country. I was traveling, right, doing giving speeches um, for very large, well-known companies like Michelin and FedEx and working with incredible employers. But on the inside, I was feeling really despondent. Mm. I was feeling very disconnected from this life I created. And I thought to myself, there is no way that I can do anything different than this. This is the only skill set I have. And the night I hit rock middle was really a night that other people uh, would have thought would have been my best night ever. I was awarded Young Professional of the Year from our Chamber of Commerce, 40 and under. I was only 27 at the time. I had gotten all of these other awards and accolades that year and had my first child. So it was this year of culmination of everything external you could possibly imagine. And that only, I think, further created that disconnect internally for me. So Mm. that night after receiving that award, very long story short, I came home, I closed the door, had my you know, what Brene Brown always talks about, my bathroom floor moment where I cried my eyes out and thought there has got to be a better life than this. Mm. And, um, you know, that was my rock middle moment. Um, And I think that there are a lot of other people out there listening that are saying, yes, I've had that kind of moment too, where I feel ashamed to talk about the fact that I'm not happy with the life that I've built when everyone else is saying to me things like, you must be so happy. You should be happy. You've worked hard. Other people would be, uh, they would die to be in your position. Yeah. Thank you. Pile on the guilt. Yes, exactly. Or, or things they'll say to me, uh, you know, used to say to me all the time is work's just supposed to be bad, right? It's supposed to be terrible. You, we all have bad days. You're just having one of those. And I would feel really guilty and ashamed of saying, no, I think it's something more than that. I think Mm. that, you know, I'm just not meant to be here. I think that I need to create massive change. And I was always discouraged from creating a place, um, creating change from that place of success. And so I figured, gosh, there's got to be a term around this that we need to create so that there would be shorthand terminology to say that, you know, it, because if we identify something, if there is terminology around it, we can create conversation then around it. Mm. And there is, you know, more of a, um, you know, an understanding and a discussion around this particular middle place, this feeling. And then we can encourage more people to create change from that instead mm-hmm. of, I think, losing all of that talent, all of that creativity that's just sitting there in the middle. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love how you said in the beginning, you said you were stuck in a cage of your own making. 
Mm-hmm. And man, mm-hmm. I can relate to that so powerfully. It's like, well, wait, I thought I wanted this. This is what I, this is what I worked hard for. I worked hard to get to this place. Mm-hmm. And yet now I, yeah. I do feel like I'm stuck in a cage and what else am I supposed to do? I worked so hard to get here. And that can be not just a career. That could be anything, you know, anything in life. It could be a place that you moved, I guess, a, a spouse, a kids, you know, all those types of things. Um, that could be really challenging. Wow. Okay. So, um, what do you think it was about what you were doing that wasn't so fulfilling? You know what I mean? Like, what was it in that moment that you go, this isn't what I thought it was going to be? Yeah. Um, for me, I felt a calling to be interacting with people more. You know, I felt like I was put on this earth to do something where I was actually making an impact. And when I got quiet, when I sat by myself, I could feel that feeling, Hmm. you know, and I would listen to that emotion saying, I just, and I couldn't identify how I would achieve that and how that would go, you know, out into the world, into the marketplace to create income. And so I didn't listen to it for a very long time. I just kept it quiet. But there was still that voice always saying to me, but there's something else out there that involves making a bigger impact. And, and while I, you know, love the time that I spent practicing law and I got stuck there because I was good at it, I just felt like I wasn't making the impact that I was called to make, mm-hmm. that I individually had to give this world. You know, my belief is that we all come here with a particular gift. And maybe there are multiple of them that you serve at different times in your life and career, and that's great. Um, but my gift, I felt, was to be able to make an impact on especially um, the entrepreneurial world and especially working with women. And here I was yet in the exact opposite paradigm, working predominantly with men mm-hmm. in predominantly big corporate culture. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, here I was felt a feeling like I was going against the grain of what I was naturally built to do. And, um, but yet I didn't feel like my upbringing and society had really taught me to listen to that voice that I had felt like, you know, there are all of these different in, in the book hitting rock middle. I talk a lot about the fact that especially as women, that I felt like there were two careers that I could, you know, perform in either a doctor or a lawyer that really granted me immediate respect. And that's really what I was looking for. And I didn't like blood. So I just chose to be a lawyer. And so I fell into that. And I thought that once you achieved external success, that the internal success of happiness and fulfillment came with it. And that was what had never been taught to me was, no, there are two forms, right? You, and you want both. You want the external and the internal. And you want them to be combined into one. And they can be, right? You don't have to wait to feel the internal feeling of success at the end of your career. You can feel both of them at the same time when you listen to both voices, right? The one that says you need to support your family and you need to be happy doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you were uh, with a partner at the time, but if you were, Mm -hmm. were you speaking to them about this prior to your rock middle? Had you been processing it or were you kind of keeping it to yourself? That's really a good question. And I'm not asked that a lot. I I was married. um, It still am. (laughs) Um, And I was expressing to him my disconnect, but I really hadn't 
you know, had anybody say to me, this is what you're talking about. I understand you. I hear you. I've been where you are, Mm -hmm. which is one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to write the book is to say to other people, I want to take the veil off. You don't need to be shameful and keep it to yourself either. Um, Instead, I paid every professional out there to fix me because I was saying to him, I'm not happy, I'm not happy. And so I went the external route, which is what I find a lot of the entrepreneurs that I work with do as well, right? They go out there and seek the external voices Mm -hmm. instead of listening to our gifts and our internal voices. So I went out there, I took every Myers-Briggs test there was, right? Every, you know, and now the thing is the Enneagram. But like, I took all the tests, I went to every professional and they came back to me with mind-blowing information. David, are you ready? They told me I am a classic entrepreneur. Mm. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> so profound. Yeah. Like, yeah. what What now? I was like, I kind of knew that. I knew that going into this. What did I pay you guys for? And then I realized, oh my gosh, I need to listen to my internal voice. There is no one out there that can fix me, right? Mm. I have to be able to do the hard work. And that's what I kind of talk a lot about in the book is like, I have to do the hard work of internal change, not just external, right? I needed to do the internal work first, figure out who I wanted to become, what meant, you know, success to me instead Mm -hmm. of I'd already followed the external model and that didn't work. So I'd figured that out. Then what was the internal model? What was that? And what did that look like? So I had to completely flip the script. And that's what I really help a lot of other female entrepreneurs do today is let's flip the script. If you're not happy, let's figure out, you know, what is your gift? What drives you? What makes success for you? And then then how are we going to get there if you've defined the destination? Mm-hmm. Um, but too often, you know, those external models are all about just get into action, just start running, you know? And I always say, well, where are we running, right? Mm-hmm. How do you know? Do you go left, do you right, go right? Are we going to Europe or are we going to California? Mm-hmm. If you don't know, then how are you going to know what steps to take? Mm-hmm. So um, in order to... Well, let me back up and say, before we move into some of the principles in the book, if I don't, if I don't get quiet and figure that out, and yet I still feel like I'm in rock middle, um, and, and it sounds like you've said that rock middle feels like it, it's a little something for everyone in terms of that phrase. Why do you use that versus rock bottom? Let me ask you that first. Yeah. So rock middle, I find, is even more dangerous than rock bottom. Rock bottom very often comes at a place which I've also experienced. So I let my rock middle just go, stayed practicing law for eight or years, stayed in the misery, felt like there is no way out and and found myself numbing and creating, you know, everything that we do to escape the pain of staying exactly mm-hmm. where we're not meant to be. And so I used alcohol to numb myself. Mm-hmm rode my way all the way to rock bottom, not saying that everyone will, but um, that was my personal experience. And then realized, oh my gosh, I could have gotten off the elevator a long time ago. I didn't have to ride my way down. And at rock bottom, people come to get you. They come out and they say, hey, sister, things are not good. You're no longer (laughs) successful. Things are not where you want them to be. I know that this is not right. Let's create change. So at that place, People are all over you, willing to help help you create change, do whatever you need to do. At yeah. Rock Middle, no one wanted me to change. It's hidden. 
it's hidden. And even when I did express it, people discouraged change because I externally had everything that everyone else felt like was success. So Mm -hmm. the two are very different in that the rock middle, you have that external version of success. In rock bottom, very often you've lost that. Mm -hmm. And so at rock middle, change is discouraged because the external success still exists. Rock bottom changes very much encouraged because the external model doesn't exist anymore. So there needs to be that middle layer. There needs to be the middle place where people still encourage change, where they still say it doesn't matter if this whole career looks so pretty, you can do whatever you want starting now. Yeah, that is so, what a great explanation. That is so beautiful. So I'm assuming if I stay in rock middle, either I'm going to always have questions and possibly there's that that gnawing inside of me um but then it possibly if i if i feel it enough it could go down 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 and i could hit rock bottom friends if you're feeling stuck and wondering who you really are and what your purpose is in life i want to encourage you to pick up my new book empowered to rise the secret to embracing your true identity uncovering your superpowers and bringing your inspiration to the world listen to One of the five-star Amazon reviews, this one comes from Kristen. She says, I've been a fan of David Trotter's podcast for quite some time, so I was eager to read his new book. I found it to be as inspiring and motivating as his podcast. It's a quick read filled with humor, humility, and valuable messages that are easy to apply to your daily life. He shares his relatable experiences as well as those of guests that have appeared on his podcast. His message of embracing your true identity, the unique talents and superpowers we all have, the what-if potential, and how to take action are a great launch to living a more fulfilled life for yourself and inspiring those around you. Hey, if you're interested in being inspired just like Kristen, I want to encourage you to get my book on Amazon via this special link. It's insporising.com slash book. That's insporising.com slash book. 100%. You know, I always say to people, you're moving closer to or further away from your dreams every single day right? Time is passing. And if you think that you're staying in the exact same position, you're not because the rest of the world is also changing and moving. Mm -hmm. And so other people are coming along and acquiring new skills and moving forward, which means you're getting left behind. So, you know, at the end of the day, that knowing that is going on, I think that voice will become louder and louder and louder. And that Mm -hmm. has been my personal experience. It has been my experience as I coach other female entrepreneurs out of Rock Middle that they have too experienced that. Um, So maybe you won't experience the suffering of all the way to the rock bottom, but Mm -hmm. I do believe the voice, the pain, that knob, Mm -hmm. like the volume of that will continue to turn up Mm -hmm. and that the pain will continue to increase as you try to ignore it. Because that voice is meant for you. It's there for a reason. It's right. You just have yeah. to do it. And um, because as that volume goes up, without a doubt, if we don't listen to it, we will self-medicate. We will Absolutely. self-soothe in some way in order to drown out that that noise because it's so challenging to the our very existence. Like it's like make a different, make a change, make a change. No, I, yes. I can't. I'm too scared. Let me just you know drink, eat, work. You know, for me, it was working. It, my choice was overworking. That was how I turned down the knob, you know, the, yeah. the volume. 
Um, so, um, so in order to Shopping, move Netflix. beyond, yes, all, all we're things. doing is coming up with more and more and more ways to medicate the pain. Isn't that true? Yes. Instead of solving it yes. and paying attention to it. Yeah. Yes. Um, so in order to move beyond the rock middle and find, you know, what you really want to do, what, what feels fulfilling, what will open up that, that, uh, proverbial bird cage that you're stuck in. Um, you outlined five essential tools, and I want to hear you unpack a few of them. Of course, we want people to get the book to get all five and and experience the whole thing. And of course, you, um, uh, I mentioned it in the intro, but it's called Hitting Rock Middle, the Roadmap from Empty Success to True Fulfillment, and people can get it on Amazon. They can swipe up on their phone, and the link is right there in the show notes. But the first um, essential tool you talk about is to dream again by following facts versus feelings. Mm-hmm. Now, I have been told um, that I should follow my gut, right? That's a big thing that people are told. I still am trying to locate that, you know, where I know it's down here, but <laughs> that's weird. Um, what does that look like? What does it look like to dream again by following facts versus feelings? Mm-hmm. So what I found is I spent a lot of time um, you know, going back and analyzing after I was able to kind of break out of rock middle and be able to rise again. And, and, you know, I was like, how did I do that? What was the process that I took? And now taking so many female entrepreneurs through the same process, I realized the best place to start is letting go of your assumptions about what success has to look like. And beginning to dream again as if there is no cage, right? As if there is nothing that you do right now that has to be in, right, the roadmap going forward. And so what I have people do is blue sky it completely and say, what was the thing that you, when you were a child, you innately did that came so naturally to you that you you know, found yourself lost in time, that hours went by and you couldn't believe that, you know, half a day was gone. Or maybe you do that even now, but it's a hobby. Or maybe that, you know, people have always, you know, said to you, this is the thing that I come to you for, or I love about you or whatever it is. I think that we all internally know what that thing is, but we can't figure out how to monetize that. And so we stop Mm -hmm. ourselves. And so why I want people to lean into the dream and then go from to facts versus feelings immediately is that then we begin to feel like we can't accomplish that. We begin to feel like that particular dream that we have is completely impossible. And so I challenge people to ask three important questions, which is, you know, is that feeling 100% true? If it's not 100% true, what could be true, right? And then what is the fact that could be true that combats this particular feeling? Give me so, an example of that. So a perfect example would be, you know, I feel like it's impossible to change my entire life. I feel like it's impossible to create a new career. So I would say, is that 100% true? Is it 100% true that you cannot create a new career? Well, no, it's not 100% true with factual certainty that I can't do it. Okay, so if that isn't 100% true, what could be true? It could be true that I haven't been looking for a new career, right? It could be true that I've never investigated what a new career might look like, you know? 
It could be true that my career that I, and see, I want them to come up with something that is the antithesis. It could be true that this career could be the thing that opens up my entire life. What if it could be true that my life could be 10 times better than the career that I have now and the life that I have now? What if it could be true that that this could be the road that could take me to millions of dollars that, you know, could give me the freedom to travel and do everything that I want to want to do? Well, if that could be true, then the last part is, okay, then what are, what are the actual facts here? And, and that goes back to that part that I was saying, that the actual facts are that I've never investigated this. The actual fact is I have never written pen to paper of you know, what this career would be. And so I've just been sitting in the feelings the entire time. I've just been sitting in the feelings and allowing those feelings to stop me. And what I always assure people of is is the fact that our brain is biologically wired to stop us from changing, right? That we are biologically wired to stay in the habits, patterns, and beliefs that we've had for a very long time. So going through this particular exercise and unpacking that allows you to look at that logically and with reason rather than attempting to create what scientists and and all people much smarter than me call neurotransmitters and new neuropathways, right? If you're wanting to get into action, as I was saying, right, you have to overcome all of these feelings and all of, you know, and that's too hard for someone to do right out the gate, right? Mm. So it's so hard to just say, okay, we'll get into action and and start doing something. That Mm. actually requires a new neuropathway. So let's let's back up a few steps. And mm-hmm. instead of just trying to force people to go out and do things that their brain is chemically telling them will physically harm them and make mm-hmm. them die, which mm-hmm. is underlying all of that saying, don't do it, don't do it, I'm so right. scared, don't, don't, don't. And they feel like they say to me all the time, I'm gonna throw up, I just am gonna die, I can't do it. And I'm like, I get that. Let's go back then and go to this process. Begin to dream again. Set up exactly what the life is combat all of those feelings of fear that your brain is telling you with facts and then ask yourself okay what would be one action that i could take that could hmm. begin to combat that with a new um a, a new path taking me towards where i want to be mm-hmm. so good all right so you talk about getting stuck in two different things in the book one you call mm-hmm. the loop and the yeah. other that you call the box what are those two things and how do they hold me back in the process of dreaming and moving forward? Yeah. So the loop is what I find. This is perfect because as soon as you are defining this new life, right, the feelings tell you this new life that you want to create is impossible, right? So they say, you know, I I can't do it. It would be so hard. And then instead of combating it with facts, very often what we do is we get stuck in this loop. We feel our way into it. And then we say, okay, well, instead of combating it with facts, let me go look and see if I'm right, if my feelings are right. And then we get exactly what we're looking for, right? We have an inclination that, you know, this new career, this new life would be impossible. And so we go and try to prove ourselves right. So we go on the internet and we can find evidence of whatever we're looking for. And so we go and look to see whether or not this will work, really with the underlying feeling of that it won't. So as soon as... we have a friend who failed at it or failed at something similar... 
Yeah. Well, if Sally can't do it, you know, well, I shouldn't say Sally because that's your name. If uh, <laughs> Susie if, Q, uh, yeah, exactly. If Susie Q can't do it, there's no way I can do it because she's super. Like she's a superwoman, you know. If she couldn't pull it off, then I can't, you know. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. but that's just a feeling too, right? It's not actually a fact. Whatever predicated her lack of success doesn't have any impact on you whatsoever. Right. It doesn't make it a fact for you at all. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we begin to investigate, right? We investigate and then we find evidence that whatever it is that we want to do will not work. Mm -hmm. And so then in the process, you've gone from hope to investigation, discovery that it will not work. Then we come to a full stop until we get excited by a new fact, a new feeling, a new bit of discovery. And then we start the loop all over again. We investigate to prove ourselves wrong. We find evidence that it won't work. We come to a full stop. Then we get inspired all over again mm-hmm. and we just stay there. And so mm-hmm. I say that people do that constantly because I'm sure so many of your listeners right now are saying, oh yeah, that's me. I've done that so many times. I think this is going to be the solution. This is going to be the thing. Then I go and look into it and I say, oh, see, it won't work either. That right. thing won't work. And then you investigate it maybe a little bit more. And then you close your computer, you walk away until you find the next thing. Yeah. And that, that's the loop. And you, mm-hmm. you say to yourself, I've been looking forever. I've been out there investigating. I've been looking and see nothing is working. But mm-hmm. all you've been doing is living in this loop. And then the mm-hmm. second part is the box. And what I refer to that... Can I jump in real quick? Because I, I always find on the loop, it's um, that the inspiration will come if uh, I or somebody else we listen to a talk, we hear a podcast, we read a book, we hear somebody else's story. And that's like the point of inspiration, you know, yeah. that kind of gets us started with yeah. our idea. It's like, well, they, they believe in me, maybe I can do it. And then I, you know, and that kicks off the loop oftentimes. is that, 100%. That's, yeah. you know, that's either what I call inspired action, or you've just cultivated an awareness. Mm-hmm. And that awareness is right. Mm-hmm. And it's that we stop listening to that voice. We go and search for the external, again, the loop versus Mm -hmm. staying in our internal voice. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I say that a business coach comes in so much that it helps provide that catalyst. Like Mm -hmm. that's why I do what I do now. And, you know, serve so many female entrepreneurs and coach them through that process of staying in the internal, continuing to look at that instead of going back to the old habits, patterns, and beliefs they've been stuck in and say, Mm -hmm. no, that voice that you listened to, the one that got you excited that said, ooh, wow. And it's subtle and quiet. And it comes up like that and says, that could be you. Right. Right. And then we stop listening to it. Mm -hmm. And so not only do we have to cultivate the awareness, but then we have to have someone that continues to keep us outside Mm -hmm. our comfort zone, right? continuing to cultivate that awareness, continuing to take that action outside of it. And it's really hard to do on your own. The box. Tell us about the box. So the box is where I find other people want to keep you, right? So oftentimes uh, my journey outside rock metal started by me being brave and bold enough to say to other people, Hey, I don't think I really want to practice law anymore. You know, I don't think I, you know, want to do this. And they were like, Oh, wow. That's, you know, that's scary. I can't imagine that being okay with 
you know, anyone in your family, what did your husband think, right? What do your parents think? What would your friends think? Wow, what would the people in your firm say? So they want you to stay in that box. Mm -hmm. Then I would say to other people who might be a little more open to change and they would say, well, the only skill set you have though is practicing law. All you've done is advise employers on the entire employer-employee relationship and draft you know, employment documents that help create the functionality of their organizations, but all you've done is practice law. You know, I mean, you can hear that economy in that right now. And what's so funny is I didn't hear it, right? All I could hear is they're right. I, all I have is one skill set. It fits in this tiny little box. Mm -hmm. This is all I can do. And I couldn't see the applicability of the skill set that I had developed over that 10-year period and how effective it might be for any organization and how I might be able to utilize those gifts and talents to every other thing out there in the world. But I was stuck in that box. Mm. And, you know, every, I find so many other people think the same, that I have one skill set, one thing I've done, I would have to start over, I would starting from scratch. And none of that is true, right? That's just you staying in your small box that either you've chosen to stay in or other, keep, other people keep putting you there. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you talk about in the book, us uncovering or discovering our why mm -hmm. before we go to the how and yes. the how is oftentimes where we get stuck in the loop right that's yeah. where the the inspiration dissipates real quickly because we don't know the how we can't see all the reasons for the how why should we find out the why first yeah so we will give up on what we want to do really quickly I'm sure every listener on here can think of a situation where they said, what I want to do is I want to earn a million dollars or what I want to do is I want to buy a new, you know, furniture set. And they begin taking particular action. And then suddenly the million dollars becomes 500 and the new furniture set becomes one new chair. And it's because we will compromise on what it is that we want to get really quickly. We will self-sabotage and settle for less than we're capable when you're only attached to a monetary goal or what you're going to have. It is not as motivating for people as who you get to become. Mm. And so it is much more motivating to know that through the process, you get transformation. Through the process, you get to become the person that you have always dreamed of becoming, that you won't give up on. And that is only defined when you state out exactly why you're going to push yourself. So when I have someone define what that ultimate destination is, I always have them attach exactly to that, why that is the destination. And they need to know why versus what they're going to get out of it because quickly again, they will compromise on what they get and mm -hmm. saying that they don't need all the things. And mm -hmm. I find too... This is the reason why way too many people are staying in rock middle is they think, you know what, how selfish of me, what I want would just be, you know, something that is, you know, is self-serving and selfish and who cares. Yeah. But, you know, I say to people, it's not about the what that you get out of it. That's what society says mm -hmm. of why you would want to create change. It's who you get to become. Mm -hmm. And that is why we want to create the change. So when you know why you want to create change and you know that 
you know, at the end of the day, I get to become my greatest version of myself. I get to become the person that changes other people's lives. That's why I would challenge myself to change. Why I would challenge myself to change is because I was given this gift of being an artist and it is the thing that is going to bring joy to people's lives everywhere. And that internally brings me joy too. That is why you would create change. Mm -hmm. So when you know those things, you are willing to do the hard work to create change because change is hard work. And you've got to be super attached to why you're going to go through that, why you're going to go through those challenging times. And and then you you get the thing you've always wanted, which mm-hmm. is that internal fulfillment. Mm-hmm. So, you talked about um, in that moment that you get to become the person you become. I want to make sure I get this right. You become the person you want to be. Help me state that clearly. Yes, you, you get it? to become the person who you have known internally that you've mm-hmm. always wanted to become. Mm-hmm. And you become you know that, that through the process. Yes, Mm -hmm. that you know that you're capable of becoming. Mm -hmm. That's what the voice is telling you. It's not just about a career or all of that. It's that you have an internal longing and drive to give this gift that you have within yourself, that gnawing voice that's saying there's more out there for you. You can do this. You can be bigger, bolder, better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we all want to do that. You know, I love the author Sean Acor in his book, Happiness Advantage, and he's written many others, but he is a happiness researcher. That is his entire job. And he says that he is scientifically proven that we are happier when we are on the journey of becoming the greatest version of ourselves. Mm. And that is why you go through this process of creating change and listening to that internal voice is what you will find is that process of creating the change and becoming the person you were meant to be is the best gift you can give yourself. You know, I love Mary Oliver's quote too, where she talks about, you know, we were only given this one wild and precious life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, my fear is now not staying the same or, or, you know, wasting time failing at different things that I try because I still do all the time. But my biggest fear is meeting the person that I could have become at the end of this life and never having become her. That scares me. That challenges me. So that every day I can think about, you know what? I know there is within me already, there is that bigger, bolder person. Mm -hmm. All I have to do is continue to challenge myself to become her in every part of my life and not settle for less. Mm. Powerful. Hitting rock middle, the roadmap from empty success to true fulfillment. Sally Holder. You have, uh, man, you've just got a powerful message. I love it. It's super resonated with me today. And I know it'll resonate with our listeners. You can get your book on Amazon by swiping up on your phone, of course, in the show notes. You you have a quiz on your website as well as a podcast and a course. Tell me a little bit about what that's all about and who that would best uh, serve. Yeah, so I have... Um a, my podcast is Hitting Rock Middle, so that really is just for any entrepreneur looking for tips to continue to challenge themselves to become the best version they can be. Um, and then 
my quiz on my website, um, my name is spelled uniquely. So it's Sally, S-A-L-L-I-E-H-O-L-D-E-R. So you can go to sallyholder.com and be able to take the quiz to determine if you are sitting in rock middle. So you can go through a couple of questions to determine, you know, where you stand. And we'll give you kind of the roadmap out of that. Um, I always say it does begin with mindset. So the best step I always recommend people take from there is to take a course that I created on mindset set. It's the essential tools to really shift your perspective so that you can begin utilizing some of these facts versus feelings so that you can begin walking yourself through the process of dreaming bigger and identifying what your um, ultimate vision is and who it is that you want to ultimately become. And, um, you know, that begins with your mind first, and then you can get into action. So I created that mindset course that also lives on my website. And then lastly, I have, um, the brim, which is the beyond rock middle movement, which is a group of female entrepreneurs that I coach in, um, a, um, you know, a group coaching setting. We do zooms weekly to give female entrepreneurs the chance to move beyond this middle place and create their biggest, boldest versions of their careers as well. That's awesome. Sally, thank you for sharing your story and your wisdom and your book. I really appreciate you being with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me, David. It was such a joy. Well, friends, if you found this episode to be inspiring or helpful, I want to ask you to share it with a friend. Take a screenshot, text that image to them, tell them to subscribe to the Inspiration Rising podcast. Might be Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google Podcasts, whatever it might be. Tell them to look for Inspiration Rising. Also, be sure to check out my new book, Empowered to Rise, available on Amazon via the link insporising.com slash book. All right, love you guys. Have a wonderful week.